Welcome to the latest episode of the Inside School Podcast. It's your boy, Scoop. Our topic this week is the versus effect. Uh, We break down um, one of the scoreboards that came around on the internet, talking about Biggie and Tupac. I wanted to get on the the podcast and bring some of my friends. Um, This is a little longer than normal, but trust me, the conversation is worth listening to all the way through. So stay tuned. Welcome to the latest episode of the Inside School Podcast. It's your boy Scoop. I have a very uh, two very special guests on the show today. We're going to be switching it up and talking about music. Um, on one hand, I have my boy Lamont Thompson. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my my dear friend went to junior high school together. Uh, Coolish Colt. Uh, also, also a Morehouse College alum That's like amazing. myself. Um, also brought in uh, another dear friend, Malika Calloway, Malika Bellamy. You gotta get, gotta go. Yeah, you, you, you gotta switch it up now. You got your your, your maiden name and your, and your and your married name. So, Malika know Bellamy. All my so you know all all in. the government. Her middle name is Boom Sheikah. So you can put that all in. It's it's there. Well, hold on, Scoop. You ain't telling my maiden name, no. Oh, your maiden name is uh is, is Jenkins. <laughs> it's Jenkins. Lamont Jenkins Thompson. There you go. <laughs> right then and there. Um, um, Malika is uh is also a DMV native. Went to Central High School. Uh, you know, Clark Atlanta University Panther. You know, so uh, we got the AUC here. We got the DC area here. Uh, you know, we're gonna talk about these uh. These versus battles, uh, actually, do a little bit about the versus battles that had happened in the past. But um, there were there were there were a couple of uh, setups. People been talking about it after every versus battle. People are saying, "Hey, uh, I want to see these two people match up. I want to see these two people match up." And I saw, you know, one of the biggest comparisons we've had, um, you know, in hip hop period has been Tupac and Biggie. And so when I saw it. Um, I was like, I'm gonna do my scoreboard, but I need to go song for song with two people I respect in music as well, you know. So I wanted to uh, kind of start off with with that one, um, and I and I gave so I gave them all homework to do, make sure that they did it, you know, to go over, you know, I'm a professor scoop today, and um, wanted to see what you all go through, so I'm gonna go through. Uh, pull out your Tupac and Biggie scorecards. Let's get it. All right. All right, we and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Can I preface this by saying? Yes. Uh, There's a lot of preface. In, in, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna preface this my my picks by saying, uh, in when I was 15, 16, I was a very uh, young, angry black man, and so mm. I am very Tupac leaning. Mm. But given this list, uh, song for song was really how I scored it. Okay, that, so that's, that's fair. I want right. the other. There's no other preface. Uh, well, since we're gonna keep the prefaces going, just uh, that's one thing I want to say about verses in general. I try to eliminate my own personal bias for people. Um, I, I'm I'm definitely more. Well, we'll we'll talk. We'll talk. We'll see who, who I'm more leaning towards. Uh, but I just want to make sure everybody, like you say, pick song for song, not yeah. artist for artist. A lot of times, people try to infuse their own love for the specific artist. Um, so definitely, yeah. So pick song for song. So starting off, it is. Oh wait, I had a preface. Mm-hmm. You owe another preface. More prefaces. Listen, 
my thing is when I was selecting my picks, and I'm gonna stand by my picks wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. But when I was going through and going song for song, a lot of them, and this is no shade to whoever put this together, it's a bomb ass list. But a lot of these songs don't exactly go Come on. one for one. That's what it par. is. So they don't like, like comparing. Yeah. One era versus a completely different era, or one right. sound versus a completely different sound. So let's just put that out there, at least for I, me. Oh, for sure. Made for sure. I want to point out one yeah. one very glaring uh, mistake here. You mm-hmm. have notorious, Don't do omissions. Don't you, do omissions. You, you have Notorious Thugs up against Tupac Temptations. Okay. Now, I... in any in any universe of hip hop, you would put up Notorious Thugs up against Thug Love, seeing as how the feature right. is Bone Thugs and Harmony. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I so, got so we, so so we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about all of that the things okay. that we wish we're gonna talk about all of that. After. Okay, we're gonna we do a recap. We're we gonna get a re- okay. So first first song, first matchup: California Love versus Going Back to Cali. Lamont, what you got? California Love, baby. I mean, the impact. I still see the video in my head. The million dollar, two million dollar video. Pac just got out of prison. Uh, he in the sand with Dre doing the Mad Max spoof. Uh, Chris Tucker's like, can you dig it, man? It's, it, it, it was a cultural impact pick for me. So I had to go California Love. Because going back to Cali, although a awesome song that I like listening to on the plane to Cali, uh, did not have the same cultural impact, did not have a music video. Um, and so we got to leave it there. Okay. Well, of, of course it didn't have a music video. It, it came out after he died. Absolutely. But, but, the, but yeah, but yes, but yes, yes. Fair enough. Fair enough. So Malika, mm-hmm. who do you have? Saying for me, bro, I had California love too. And the reasoning for me is a, is pretty much the same, but I kind of mashed them up like this. Going back to Cali is definitely when you're packing on your way to California. And then California love is the uh. turn up once you get there. That, that that's that's a good way of putting it. I, I I mean we uh we all agree on that one. I think it's a better song. So the one thing I will say that's interesting is that um even listening to to how you broke it down, like you're factoring in all the other stuff. For me, I try to factor just song for song, like literally just the song because I mean, in the, both of these people, I mean, are icons. So it's kind of hard to do that. But yeah. uh, I think California Love is just a better song. So it it it. It shouts out every, you know, all the random cities as well as the big cities in California. I felt right. like a geography test I had just passed, uh, right. you know, listen to that. Okay, so number two, Dear Mama versus Miss You. This was a mismatch, I think, but uh, sort of a mismatch, but uh, I went Dear Mama. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't know Dear Mama? There are white people in the world that can go Dear Mama to me. Are they? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, they're white absolutely. people that know their mama. That's amazing. You ain't lived until you heard a person, a white person say, uh, even though you was a crack fiend, mama, you always was a black queen, mama. You ain't yeah, that's something I, that. I would pay money. a lot of money for. Yeah, see? I yeah, would same. <laughs> I would pay a lot of money to see that. I would pay cash. You're like, Karen, what you say? <laughs> right. Who was a crack fiend, Rebecca? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, who, who you got, Malika? I'm saying, Dear Mama, it's a classic. Like, and not that Miss You isn't an awesome song, but like in terms of hit power at the time 
and I mean every Mother's Day dog, every single one. No one's gonna, no one's playing Miss You when Mother's Day, Father, anything comes around. Typically, like their mama is just that. It's another cultural staple. It's an anthem. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. We got so so through the first two, we are consensus. Yes. Yep. Consensus. Absolutely. Okay. I feel like now it's so about num- to get a little complicated. It might, it might, I, it might, it might. Okay, so number three is hit him up mm-hmm. versus who shot you. Ooh, Malika, what you got? I got who shot you. Mm. Now, hear me out, right? For me, and just as Lamont gave his preface about the, the mind frame that he was in at the time, with who shot you came out, me being from the East Coast, but also having split my time between BX, shout out BX, Uptown Baby, um, splitting my time between the Bronx and New York, and then also being in the DMV, like, I was I was very much into this city, like, mentality, and, like, I, I basically thought I was a thug, right? So, Respect. Mm-hmm. Right. So I had this moment in my life where I was exploring the more gangster side of myself, and so... And and hit him up and who shot you spoke to that. But I think for me, Biggie gave me that like New York swag, like, oh, you trying to come for me or you got something to say about me? Okay, cool. Like, I'm gonna talk my shit then. And so for me, who shot you just spoke to the space that I was in at the time. It was just very New York and I was very immersed in New York City life and culture and the energy and the attitude. Whereas hit him up, it didn't really register the same. Cause hit him up is very West Coast, and Huchacha is very East Coast. I just, I just want to point out a quotable here, um, Malika. You said something that was very profound, and I think we all should do this. You said that you were exploring the gangster in you, mm-hmm. and I just think that is a very profound uh, philosophy of life. I think at some point in life, we all need to explore the gangster in us. Yes, we because should. Because somebody, the right person, will bring it out of you. That's the oh, every time, okay. every time. But, but but let's let's that's a portable scoop. You might wanna you might wanna sample that and save it for later. I might I might because that is uh especially listening to hip hop yeah. growing up. I, I, so I went I, you know of course I went hit him up right because all all the reasons that you might imagine the obvious reasons right you all know I don't have to tell you the cultural impact to hit him up. Uh, but there's just the the overall tenacity the attitude with which you release something like that into the ether, into the world, mm-hmm. Pac didn't give no dance. Now, let me say, Pac, Tupac, okay, uh, I try not to get too Zodiac on people, but Tupac is probably the most famous Gemini ever. Uh, behind him, well, I'll say maybe in front of him is Kanye. They have this tenacity, they have this goal, this unmitigated goal. We do. Shit. Oh, okay. And then um, I think it's the third most famous Gemini. I was waiting for you to add me to the list, the Ma, I mean, Y'all have this goal. Y'all have these balls, these cojones, if you will, that just, I'm going to throw everything at the wall. And just see what sticks. Right. And, and F it. Right. Whatever sticks, stick. I mean, hey. That it's attitude, true. you had never heard that attitude on a song up until that point. Um, and we and I don't I don't I still don't think anyone has matched that energy, still. So hit him up, hit him up to. Mm. Mm. Well, well, okay, okay, okay. okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pin that. Okay. Pin what you just said. Um, I got I got hit him up as well. 
I think it's a. I mean, when you say that's why I fucked your bitch. Wow. I mean, I mean, like that's how you right. start the song. I right. mean, and the. I mean, they this play, is time like when you think about it this on the radio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also you got to take in he sampled Biggie. Yeah, money. Like that's in the background. Like he's, he's straight reckless. playing. He's it's it's. Who shot you? Who shot you? Wasn't even about anybody. In Prime Gemini energy. It was. It was. It was. It was a. It was what happened. If y'all watched the movie Notorious, mm-hmm. this dropped around the time Pac got shot, but it was done right. before it did. So Pac took First this as like because he got shot in the same studio Biggie was in that night. So so he took that as, but but we all know hit him up was specifically oh, yeah. about about. So that so I mean that that like you said the cojones you're talking about. I think that's it's a better song to me too. I got I got Pac for that. Uh, number four, I get around versus Ooh, players man. anthem. I'm you know I'm really upset that they didn't have the tie for this one like they did. Can't, can't tie. I, I, that's the one thing you cannot tie. I do not tie. It's yeah, a struggle. You might end it's up a with a tie, up. but uh, which ones you get? I got players anthem, mm. and players anthem for okay. me again was like it was around that same it was just that really real 90s gritty but at that era in in hip-hop where especially when east coast hip-hop was really prevalent and popping but then you heard this like slightly softer take like it's a little something i like to call like thugs in love like when guy who is clearly like on some hood shit but He's trying to mag or he's trying to spit game to somebody. And that was around the time where macking was a thing. Like, literally, the word mac was in every song you could possibly <laughs> think of. And so, and I liked it. I'm like, I mean, as a woman, I was like, oh, okay. I mean, it's nasty, but. No doubt. Granted, the age that I was at the time that I heard it, probably <laughs> a little bit age inappropriate. However, it just made me feel like, oh, I mean, he looking at us, too. He not just a rapper. So... But I get around was more like culturally, it had that same. I mean, you see the video, you see the highway song bikinis and the girls prancing around and their metallics and their bamboo earrings and get dunked in the pool. So it was definitely like this very summery, vibey moment. But Player's Anthem was like, I'm gonna ride out to this in the car, I'm gonna listen to this one day when I'm old enough to get into the club, I'm gonna have like this. There was a je ne sais quoi. You know, it just was a little swag to it. I get around was like, hey, look, I got bitches. But Players Anthem, like, added a little swag to its misogyny, if that makes sense. Okay. So that's why I chose okay. What you got, Lamar? Uh, the the pot fan in me, I gave this one to Players Anthem as well. What? F- for all of the mm. reasons that Malika uh, so eloquently just expressed uh, but also because there was a little uh, woman on the track called Little Kim. My God, my God. And uh, the impact that she had, I think, is a lot bigger than the cultural impact of I Get Around, the sure. song. Hands down. I agree. Mm. See, I'm, I'm, I'm the one breaking the trend. I picked mm-hmm. I Get Around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got I Get Around. I mean, I just, I remember that, like you said, kind of the summary vibe. Like, I remember that song vividly. And also... That was the first time I realized that he knew the dude from Digital Underground. Yeah, because uh, like you learn, learn later, and you're like, oh, like he was Digital Underground was out first, and Tupac right. was like a backup dancer. But I was like, oh, he got Shock G in it. 
the one who put the satin in your panties. I mean, I know, oh I man, that's my song. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my song. I, I got, I get around. Also, yeah, also for me, it's uh-huh. like uh, it's like bad uh-huh. memory for me with I get around too because my dad, his bony mm-hmm. ass, used to do that same dance that Tupac does in the video. <laughs> Even to uh, this day, he still does that damn dance. His little bony ass. You can hear his bones clicking when he do it. Ah, uh, uh, so he's triggered. Okay, so this is a trigger warning. Okay, <laughs> I got so that's why after four. I'm I'm four old pop. I'm four old pop. Uh, Malika is mm-hmm. two two, and I think yep, Lamont yep. you're three one. I gave, pop. I gave I gave I gave okay. the players anthem on this one. Okay. Uh, number five, how do you want it versus only I you mean, remix? Only you remix for me, hands down. Mm. And it was easy. Why? Because he's given me all of the juice, all of the swag, all of the vibes that any East Coast girl would ever want or need in her life at the time. And I mean, 112, like you got total, you got like there's so each, each side of only you had this R&B flavor especially at a time where features were huge and were popping like that's true like how do you want it was oh okay pop you trying to you trying to love on me that's cute and pop listen he fine as hell and it's nothing that i will ever <laughs> deny at the time though only you with i mean 90s r&b with one of the biggest 90s rap stars like come on for me it was a no-brainer I still sing it. I still bump I it. it. I still clean the house to it. Mm. I hear that. What about okay. you, Lamar? While I love only you, I have to note, I have to point out that Biggie rapped about everything but the topic of the song. He didn't at all. And so, <laughs> <laughs> for at that all. reason, <laughs> plus plus some, I gave it to Pac on this one. I went, how do you want it? Uh, you can't get Joe to see or Casey and JoJo or you know how many ever <laughs> how many ever of them it was uh, on the track and and not uh, hit on this one. How do you want it? Um, is a just a guilty pleasure song if I ever heard one. Um, it's not something that you want to listen to in the car with your mom. It's something you want to listen to in the car with your bae. And you just rubbing on her inner thigh, and she rubbing on your thing. Ooh, you know right what I'm saying? Ooh. Love the way you activate your hips and put your ass out, got it? Yo, yeah. So now that, Pop did give us some swag on that one too, though. Like his, he was saucy. He was definitely saucy. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was a hard pick for me. I felt like it might have been slightly mismatched, only because of like the energy of the song, right? Like how do you? Right. This has a different, completely different energy than he right. does. I'm, I'm with you. I got actually. I'm I'm leaning with Malika. I'm on only yeah, see, remix. You remix. I so, think it's. A, I, I gotta say this though. If you would have put this yeah. one up against effing you tonight, right? See, you got Ooh. me. You got me. Yeah, yeah. But you know that ain't get that ain't, that ain't gonna get played. Well, yeah. yeah. You know it's not gonna get played. Not not because of the course. Yeah. You cannot. Uh, everything associated with the with yeah. uh, Robert is yeah. gonna be yeah. yeah. But you but you're right. I mean, and we'll and we'll and like I want we recap because. I think what they try to do with these is literally try to think about themes and like the theme could be topic like the first one, California Love, two songs about Cali, another song about like reminiscent, mm-hmm, right. talking about your mom missing you, you know, a diss song, a player song. At this point, it's like, you know, these rappers with R&B groups. So they try to match it, but it doesn't match the the vibe. 
it matches the setup. True. And so, you know, we 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 can recap the, all the whole twenty in that aspect. Uh, but you're but you're hundred percent right about that matchup. Um, yeah. So we got so 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 it's two one Pac. I mean two one big for for the collective group of us on that one. Okay. Um, and then okay. And then so next song, keep your head up versus skies the limit. Lamont, I'll let you take this one because I'm still in my feelings about having to choose. Uh, I, I so and I love Pac, right? I love Pac, um, but I gave this one to Sky's the Limit. Um, and and let me and let me say, keep your head up. It's such a beautiful record. It is a beautiful record. It was a reaction record to uh, Pac. The news of Pac having some <laughs> entanglement with a woman, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and and so he made this reaction record to sort of uplift uh, the black women in the community. And there's a lot of politics around "Keep Your Head Up" and why it was even created. I gave this one the sky's the limit. I think um, there's so many memorable quotes in "Sky's the Limit." The video was dope as hell. It was a time and a moment. Um, I think it may have been if it wasn't the first or second single release from this album uh, and he had passed and then we got to see the kid big and the kid puff. It was just, it was a moment. And so oh, Sky's videos, the Limit. man. Remember videos? Yes. Remember uh, them? That's our generation. Like going that's outside? Dang. Think yeah, about it. So, yeah. so our generation yeah. doesn't remember a time where music wasn't on TV. The generation before us doesn't remember the time where music wasn't on uh, necessarily the radio. Uh, yeah. so, so it's it's just it's such a cultural difference. Anyway, I'm sorry. No, those are those are perfect so you, points. Uh, Definitely. So you guys, guys, let me leak, leak. What you got? I keep your head up. Because mm. I'm a black mm. woman, and that's it. On period. Sure, for sure. That's all I got. On period. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I I I'll say this. This is this this happened. Uh, this happened recently in another versus battle. Um, Sky's the Limit is one of my favorite Biggie but songs. Like and it pretty much, it would pretty much win anything. But Keep Your Head Up might be my, the song I think of mm. Pac the mm-hmm. most. That's right, like, it, like all these other songs, it's like, it's keep your, for me, it's Keep Your Head Up and Dear Mama. Are the two when you if you say a hey, name a pop song, it's going to be those two songs but, or the first but, ones that come to mind. Those the are the thing. ones the to me. If you're a true, like, real pop fan and you know, like, the depths of volumes of, like, just endless CDs and, like, I still remember to this day how vividly my cousin had a whole CD spindle. Remember CD spindles? Oh, a spindle. Right. Like, wow. 50 CDs of unreleased pop songs. And so we would just ride around in this Cadillac listening. We'd riding up 295 That's listening to the That's the thing I've ever heard, by the way. That is riding his Cadillac, listen to Pac. That is yes. very black. He very, just very come black. Get me, my Congratulations. Shout out to my big cousin Dre. I love you, bro. Uh, he would just come get me in a caddy, big ass caddy, the uh, size of a sidewalk, the boat is what we called it. And we'd be listening to this Tupac Spindle. One CD stopped playing, we go to the next one. And so you got fans out here that are that dedicated to Pac that would say that Keep Your Head Up and Dear Mama are the commercial Pac versus sure. who Pac really was. And I think I got. To, to get a good idea of who Pac really was. Like, you know how they memeify Pac where, like, where they say, uh, you know, Hennessy and Enemies is all he had to offer. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right. the the, the, depth, the depth of Pac is way more than that to, to a lot of core fans, and I want to make sure we acknowledge them on this, on this show. Agreed. Agreed. I hate, I hate, I, um, 
Yeah, I definitely do. Um, yeah, I, I got a song that I'll tell you. We'll be gonna get to that. I think of Biggie when I if you name tell me name a Biggie song, we are gonna get to that. Um, the next one, number eight, is "Ambitious as a Rider" versus "Kicking the Door." Mm. This was not. Oh, sorry. Actually, I missed one. I missed one. I missed one. I'm sorry. It's I. I ain't mad at you versus what's beef. A mismatch. Number seven. Yeah. It is. (sighs) Now, let me preface this by saying yes, it is a mismatch because, I mean, the songs just don't. It don't even go right. (laughs) They don't go together. They don't go together. They don't go together. But. Peanut butter, no jelly. Zero. You know. It's like chicken noodle soup yeah. with a soda on the side. Like, that's probably oh disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However. Agreed. This one, because I also, I, okay. Lamont, you just mentioned how there were, there was this depth to pop, right? And I got some time when I was younger and I actually revisited in doing this scorecard, like some of the things that pop had that folks might not have listened to or like, as we like to say, deep cuts, right? Yeah. But I love commercial pop. I did. Mm. And for that reason, as thugged out as I was at the time when West Beef came out, and I probably had my first <laughs> ever like real beef at the time, oh. I Ain't Mad At You was like, I mean, you can get radio play. I can listen to it in the car with my mama. I can spin it on, was it a, a Discman or a Walkman? I think it was a Discman at the time. Come on now. Yep. With my friends, like, you could bang out the beat on the lunch table at lunch. Like, mm-hmm. it was just this feel-good, like, it was the same vibe as keep your head up, but also, but like, hey, do what you got to do in this life. We all struggle. We all make mistakes. Right. But, like, I ain't mad at you. You do what you got to do when you got to do it. And it sort of felt a little liberated, even. Yeah. And for that reason, I picked I ain't mad at you. Now, what's beef, that's like me and my Tim's. That's me with my doobie rap. That's me, like, taking off my earrings, Vaseline. But, like, I ain't mad at you. was like, mm, but do I really want to fight? Like, you know, it's just kind of like, it, it definitely helped. The, the, the times then, it gave it just this really rich, like, comforting feel that it needed. Absolutely so, agree. Absolutely yeah. agree. I went with I met, I went with Pac on this one too. I ain't mad at you. Yeah. Uh, over West Beef. Um, it, obviously a mismatch, right? It's obviously a right. mismatch. I ain't mad. I ain't mad at you. Is something that people quote to this day. Still, uh, my mama you know, says it. Still, yeah. There, there's a lot of good quotables in What's Beef, but there's also a lot of bad ones too. Let's be real. I mean, uh, there's that one line. Well, we ain't gonna go in. You know what I'm saying? Don't you know my dude kidnapped kids or whatever. And so I yeah, just call it yeah. based on that. But it's a, it's a great record. It's a great record. <laughs> yeah. But I ain't mad at you got this one. I think I ain't mad at you. Uh, first and foremost, the piano. Even I though it's a so. sample. Uh, I mean, I ain't mad at you was also, um, if you really think about it in hip hop, it's probably one of the first times you hear a black man talk about, like, right. I forgive you for something. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's you know, like, you, like, really sit back, like, dang, I ain't yeah. mad at you. And I mean, like that became like a, a real thing you say to people. Like I ain't mad at, but but it meant like, like I forgive you. Whatever I was mad about, it's over. We was, you know, and then talking about that 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 time, I think it's a very nostalgic song. Um, not from not 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 just for me, um, but but the song itself is nostalgic and him talking about a friend. You know what I'm saying? I think I got I ain't mad at you yeah, on that one. We, so that's that's uh, why we all agree. I ain't mad at you. Consensus, yeah, consensus on that one. 
Look at look at God. Look at God. All right. So the next one is uh, ambitious as a rider versus kicking the door. Um. Yeah, I got to strike my Tim's back home for this one. Kicking the door <laughs> was my shit. Like, I mean, this is what I love about Biggie. Right? He kind of has that Jay Z factor where the first lines in his songs are so memorable you don't even have to know the rest of the damn words like you just know as soon as it drops you're gonna sing that first uh verse or rap that first verse and do the hook and you know the whole song basically or at least you feel like it and i feel like malika give us give us a couple bars real quick oh oh give us a couple (laughs) bars kick the door kicking the door real quick I mean, it's just the kick in the door, waving the full four. All you heard was Papa, don't hit me no more. That's it. That's the whole song. And as mm. soon as you hear it, you either A, ready to fight, or <laughs> B, ready to cop a new pair of butters. Like, that's just the, that's it. That's just butters. the standard. Like, and okay. that's what I loved about the song. It was this real, because, I mean, Biggie's been rapped about being violent or fighting or being in beef before right I mean hence the what's beef but like this was something that you like oh this big nigga is really finna kick somebody <laughs> door he will probably accomplish the mission that he set out to achieve like if Biggie is kicking your door in bro the door is getting kicked in like it's, yeah the door ain't got nothing, nothing to do so all you can imagine and picture in your head at least for me at least was this big black dude from Brooklyn with a fresh pair of butters on, kicking your door in. And that, to me, just made me feel like I was invincible. <laughs> like, I can do <laughs> If this chill, otherwise laid back, and in his interviews, he was always very, well, I mean, you know, yeah, this, this, this. His swag was just super, like, he was super laid back and chill. But, like, now you're kicking indoors. Oh, so he's versatile. <laughs> like, he's definitely spitting. He's definitely spitting. He's definitely spitting on kicking the door. I give him yeah. that one. And then lyrically, too, like... I mean, I just we could go on, but I, I, yeah, I, got, a, I got an image of you and some Tim's uh, That's right it. now with a do rag on, yeah, and somebody do it because you tried it for whatever School. reason. I, I just got I got nothing to say in response. I won't deny it. I'm in ride it. Uh, you don't want it with me, of course. Got the police busting <laughs> at me, but they can't do nothing to it. G, come on. I mean, I'm a bop. I'm bopping with you. I'm a bop regardless. But... Ambitious as a rider was. Yeah. See, people don't start off albums like this no more, except for Meek Mill. Meek Mill had a banger with the way he, you know. But this intro, intros to albums were so significant back then. And when he came through, he dropped us on the double disc. This was on disc two of All Eyes on Me. It, and it started off the tone of that whole disc. And you don't skip yeah. that disc at all. It just set the tone so well. Uh, that initially, that, that, that song was supposed to go to Daz. Um, Daz was working on that. He produced the beat on that. And um, uh, when Pac got out of prison, you know, Death Row gave everything to Pac. It was like, whatever you got, let's give it to Pac. And so Pac came through on that thing and did everything we needed him to do. And that's all I'm going to say on that one. I hear you. I'm, uh, I'm, leaning, I'm leaning towards uh, Lamont on this one. That's the yeah. song. I mean, I love Kicking the Door, but Ambitious as a Rider, it's just, it goes, it goes too hard for me. I, I love that song. I definitely love that song. Um, number nine. Oh, I, I would actually start off and say, 
that I currently have okay. lock up 7 1. Oh, I think. You know what do you got, Lamar? Uh, let's see. What's your what score? 6 2. I got a problem I'm tied Malik, right if you got 6 four, 2 pot. 4 4. Oh, it's 4 4? 4 4. Okay. All right, so uh, number nine, two of America's most wanted versus more money, more problems. I'm, I'm just going. I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm going to say mine first. Two I hear that America's side. Most wanted. Come on now. I, I, so more money, more problems. Just like you know, we say there's okay. a commercial pot, there's a commercial big, and more money, more problems. Uh, although a great song that you're going to rap along to in the club. Uh, I gave it to two of America's most wanted. Um, I, the chemistry on that song. This may be a mismatch. This may be a mismatch, but the chemistry. Oh, it, on it is song, for me for sure. Yeah, yeah we could have put this one up. It's definitely a mismatch. Uh, it's definitely a mismatch. Finest, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, yeah, two of yeah, America's yeah. most wanted got this one for me. Yeah. Okay. Well, for me, I see. I grew up as a dancer, Which, and. Mm. I loved the Diddy shimmy and would do it anytime <laughs> I got the opportunity. So for me, Mo Money, Mo Problems just spoke to, it was my cultural experience, like at the, where I was at the time. I have to put myself in the mindset of like, who was I when this song was out? And I was recording videos off the box. Every time it would come on, the, I wore the box. jacket. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm Is aging myself and it's fine. Box. It was mm-hmm. it. And like, I the box to was it. 99 cent for yes. video, like, and my mama still tried to beat me, but it was fine. But listen, if, if you watch, like, if you watch uh, Kwame's Only You video on the box, my brother probably ordered it. Oh, yeah. For sure. Like, that was, that was the, the sign of the times for me. Like, so for <laughs> Money Mo probably gave me the energy, the vibe, the vibes. And it was flashy at a time when not everybody was flashy. Like, 90s early like the two early 2000s late 90s early 2000s when it really started to get like showboaty and braggadocious and oh look at me like they would talk about it but they weren't really like thinking out of out the box like that like you, you know like and this is at a time where you had like your Busta Rhymes videos the yes. ghost Missy her videos Hi, like boys. it was when videos were giving you energy and flash and flair and I was drawn to that because that's just always been my energy but also like I was a dancer so I wanted something I could group to and so more money more problems just I mean and then his wow who stop who not tell me who rock who yeah. sell out of the stores like it's just the, the 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 vibe the energy the cadence even of the the lyrics like it just that was it for me that was it for me and not that Two of America's Most Wanted ain't shit because it definitely is. But again, it's a mismatch. But for me, I had to go with what energy I felt at the time. So, more money, more problems. Yeah, I'm. Mm. I'm I gotta go with more money, more problems, dog. Uh, it's 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 a it's a legitimate universal classic anyway. song. Like you play that song almost in any situation in any country of the world, mm. like any country in the world. Like it's just. It's a legitimate, unapologetic hit song. Uh, I love Two Americans. Like, let's be, let's be clear. I mean, I love the vast majority of every song on here. But More Money, More Problems it's is undeniable. just... It's undeniable. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, a undeniable hit. It's an business. undeniable hit. I made the you know, very, um, I own that one. Yeah. I had a couple of bias picks, too. I believe. Yeah, I get... I... All right, next one. Uh, me and my Ooh, girlfriend versus me and my this bitch. This was a good one, too. Right. 
Well, for me, right? Like, so uh, rappers at that time, <laughs> they talked a lot of shit about women, dog. Like, and when I went back, because I was a bit too young to really dive into like the me and my bitch the way I wanted to, at, like when it came out, because I was go ahead, go ahead, give them the opening line. <laughs> but you know, now I'm not gonna do it because I respect my fellow woman. Let's just say Biggie has some super misogynistic, mo- like he literally in that song talks about like, okay, like if you act right, I'm a trick off, I got you, I'm gonna spoil you, but if you don't, I'm gonna beat you. And I was like, well, wait, hope so. We just, we beating people that like, it just, it rubs me wrong. And I didn't even really recognize how bad it was until mm. I went back doing the scorecards and really dig into the lyrics. So I was just like, you know, son, I'm sorry. Just off of the strength of you not finna beat me, I went with pop. Now, me and my girlfriend isn't completely mm. void of, you know, foolery, but... <laughs> I mean, it's the class. I mean, and then Jay Z and Beyonce later did their whole version of it, and it is it. It's still like the vibe of it is cute. You have like the acoustic guitar playing. It gives you like South of the Border vibes. Like I was into <laughs> it. it. It was different for pop too at the time. Mm. When we think about the era that it came out in, but yeah, for those reasons, um, I went with me and my girlfriend. Mm. I feel like I'm I'm super predictable. Okay. What about you, Lamar? Me and my girlfriend for sure. All I need in this life is sin. It's me and my girlfriend. If even if you don't know uh, the deeper meaning to the song, you know those lines at least. Uh, made famous by, like you said, B and J. I call them B and J. You know what I'm saying? We on that level. Because you're personal. You know what I'm saying? Personal relationship. Hello. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The homies. They the homies. So, uh, <laughs> um, me and my girlfriend just cultural impact, man. I think. Uh, people, people will know. People know what it is. They don't even know what it is. So I like me and my girlfriend. I would say that. Um, so because of uh, Bonnie and Clyde 03, that song became more popular. But mm. I was right. I, I picked. I picked big. Um, I, I think that, and that's part of why when I sat back and thought about, it, I was like, oh, I rock with this song, but I rock with it more. Mm since 2003 because it was remade by somebody else like i was like i didn't really i personally didn't really like 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 rock with the song when it had when it came out and so but i did like big song so um and i don't want to say <laughs> malika's setup of it makes me sound like like I mean, uh, do the work misogynist. do the work but uh and, which which i don't think you know do the work uh, so so i'm like dang i feel bad about but yeah okay. I'm, i go with big on this one I go big on this one. Um, the next one, Picture Me Rolling versus Hypnotize. What did I have on that? Oh, um, Lamont, I'll let you take this. I'll let you. You take know this. what? I think this is a mad. I'm a, no, normally. Let me just say that normally I let y'all. I'll let y'all talk on this it one. This was, was like so. such a mismatch to me. It's Huge like mismatch. I don't see how. And I'm and maybe Huge Lamont, mismatch. maybe and, Lamont, and you I'm might, a, you uh, might surprise. I might surprise you because I went with Hypnotize on it. What? Oh, okay. Then you did surprise. Okay, then you did surprise. So, okay, you surprised me, but not what I was leaning towards. So, so I was like, yeah. I don't see how any person alive Ever. can pick hypnotize over picture me rolling. This is like, this is like, this is like a damn jack of jack of spades versus a, a, a four of clubs. To yeah. me, like it's, it's as far as it's a good song, but yeah. like hypnotize is a smash. You can only put 
You could put right. Dear Mama against this just right. from Smash perspective or something like that. It wasn't but fair. Picture Me Rolling is, is Picture Me Rolling is one of my favorite. It's not a fair one, one. because I got keys coming from overseas. That's, I just I just mm-hmm. love that. That one line is enough for me. Uh, but the hypnotize is undeniable for the same reason that More Money More Problems is is, is undeniable. But contradictory to my pick for More Money More Problems, I went with hypnotize because, I, like you said, Malik, like I remember the place and time I was. When mm-hmm. hypnotized dropped, um, I just I remember watching it before I left for school in the morning because Yo and TV jams would come on right before the bell, oh, right before the bell rang. And so this was one of those songs where if it made it in the top ten, it made it to number one. It let me know that I needed to leave out of out of the door to be in time for school. And so I'm going with hypnotized on this one. That's real. Same for me. I did hypnotize for the same reason. Okay. More I- money, more problems. Like. I watched the video, I caught the clothes, I learned the dance moves, like <laughs> full choreo in my bedroom, tearing up my mama carpet. Like to this right. day, if you were to ask Gloria, shout out, hey, Ma, if you were to ask her what I did half the time in my childhood bedroom at home, the first thing she would probably say is tear up my carpet, <laughs> dancing to them videos, because that was my whole life but then mm. again there were other people like me who were performing artists dancers rappers singers who like you knew the words you could sing along Word. if the energy was right like you could probably get away with playing it at a cookout and your parents will make you turn it off like because they were bopping too like i remember my dad would like would bump it in the car and let us listen to it on the way unedited you know without my mama around but like <laughs> It was it was a vibe. It was just yeah. such a vibe, and it was just this nice bop that you could really go along with without too much trouble. Yeah, make too much effort. Like it just felt good. Okay, number twelve, Temptations versus Notorious Thugs. Go ahead, Lamont. <laughs> <laughs> Malika over here. Malika over here. She she I she having issues over here. She's stressed. She's stressed, bro. I went with Notorious Thugs because I think at this point in the scorecard, I realize my bias. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Temptations is an awesome song and visual. The video uh, sticks out in my mind for Temptations. That video. Uh, Jada Pinkett, Mm -hmm. um, Salt and Pepper, you name Bokeem Woodbine, Coolio walking through the hotel. Yeah, so the video did more for Temptations for me than uh, the song. Notorious Thugs is come on, y'all. Song, Notorious yeah. Thugs, when that joke come on in the car, everybody shuts the hell up and yeah. assumes a bone. You assume a bone. You pick your bone. You, you pick your bone. You either yeah, you, you you're one of the bones. Crazy. You're one of the bones. Crazy. But you can't you might be all you might be all three. You might be all three. You taking a lot you up in be. the car if you all three though. Yeah. 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 You're gonna be mumbling. You're gonna be mumbling a lot because nobody knows all the words. And shut the hell up when everybody else is doing this. Okay, but at the chorus, we're going to rejoin because right. Notorious Thugs is it. But right. And of course, they should have put this one up against Thug Love. I mean, obviously. And I think that's what pissed me yeah, off. So- and that's why I'm so stressed. Mm. And my blood pressure is high because mm. this list, it doesn't care about my mental health. Like, mm. Because the video, the it, video doesn't. it does. I, I would like, say, on, the I would say, yeah, that was that was a dope. That was definitely an amazing video. Like you said, actually, the video... Because oh, yeah, Pac, I think, was out. in jail when this song dropped. So that's why the video... 
He wasn't out, so the, yep. the video was a bunch of features because it was like the back of Pac's head. It was supposed to be Pac, but it wasn't. He wasn't in the video at all. Um, so it ended up being really dope. Um, Notorious Thugs is probably the biggest song that I listen to the most. Um, and uh, secondly, it is what made me realize that uh, Stevie J is more than a reality TV show. Because when I found out that he did this song, it was like he's good with me he, baby. For, for the rest of his life. He, the hit man. So Notorious Thugs, it, it's the, like you, leading to what you were saying about Ambitious as a, as a writer, uh, Notorious Thugs is the first song on the second disc of Life After Death. Sets the tone. And it just like, yeah. it sets the whole tone. Um, that song just, and and the mel- how he allowed the melody to play for like a minute and a half before he even starts rapping. It's just like, yeah, yeah, man. Notorious Thugs would probably win against it. Would win against ninety percent mm-hmm. of the songs for me that that you put up, unless thing. because I just I just love as a song. No, it is as a song by itself. Like just the setup, the melody, as just a song. Separate of the the imagery that goes along with it, Notorious Thugs is, yeah. is one of my all time favorite Biggie songs. So I had, um, I had that. I think we all, we all had that. Uh, well, right, for Biggie. Actually, okay, number Biggie. number thirteen. Ooh, ooh, da, da, da. I miss you in this. <laughs> got it. You got actually, Temptations. I'm gonna just let you take it because oh, I'm switching my. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh. Nope. Nope. No, you can't switch it. No, 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 no. I'm gonna stand by my choice. Don't leave me. Nope. I'm gonna stand by my choice. Stand by. And y'all know I. This is at a time where I love East Coast hip hop. I love anybody that came out of New York. I was like, yes, they the best rapper alive. So like for me, like notorious thugs. I mean that on the dangerous. Ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angels. Like that. The flow. From everybody. Like, it's one of those songs where everybody delivered. But Temptations, for me, oddly enough, and I know this may be a surprise, but, like, I just love me a good-ass video. And the video, <laughs> like... See, like, so, so you... That's what I try to say. You know, know, you can't, not you can't put the imagery song. over... Like, the video made the song. The video it made is, the but you can't put the video... The, if the, vid- the video made yeah. the song. That's what I'm trying to... I am. I'm I mean, you picked it, it, so I'm I want you to stay it. with that. But I just want you to know that 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 like like that was my shit. Videos was a little swag too. He he put he dripped a little sauce on it, and then of course cameos. Remember when cameos were a thing? Yeah. Like, but everything you're saying isn't about the song at all. But 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 that's all. That's all. Because it's our generation. Because it's our generation. Nah. It no. That's what. That's why. That's why I say like. Like I always think about, it. I try to be as pure as possible versus battles. It's like I, know. I just That's think about hard, the song though. itself, and and now I might, now 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 I think no no I might think about myself with the song like when I listen to certain some certain versus battles I'm thinking about where I was in my life, but I don't think about the imagery as much just because you got to branding in a way that like you got This consider. is like a music like said, it's a music conversation. It's a music conversation. Right. We saw music. We we expected music. We expected I, 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 music that's why I try to be objective. We expected it. There's an expectancy, not just had it. We expected it. Facts. The, the generation before us did not expect it on their television. You know, there's one of those things where 
like like just same as hypnotized for me sort of like i see the video on my head as soon as i as soon as i saw the name hypnotized spelled in that way that it is you know mm-hmm. I, I saw the video temptations i totally get it even though i gave this with notorious thugs because of the song temptations i totally get it if you weren't a pop fan at all and you saw the video for Temptations, it might have made you a pop fan. You vibed. You definitely vibed. No, nah, I get that. I get that. I get that 100%. And I get everything you're saying. I try to be objective for this just being song for song. That's just me. So I always just say, like, I think about all that stuff, but then, and it makes me nostalgic. But then when I'm comparing the two, it's just literally song for song. So wait, so, so I get that. No, no, no. But, but I mean. You two one on that one. Yep, two one on that one. Uh, number number thirteen against all I mean, odds versus Juice. Come on, yeah, yeah, that was kind of a no brainer. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would Juice. agree. Yes, we are. I think yes, we're all we saying are. the same. We all saying Juicy. Yes. Okay, okay. Just making sure. Just make so so. This is it for me. This is Biggie. When I think of Biggie, the first song I'm ever going to say is Juicy. Juicy to me is like yeah. in a time yeah. capsule of hip hop songs. And, and part of it was echoed when on on and this is when you think about the, the 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 impact and you're talking about imagery is on um on making a band when he asked him to sing the song along with um um uh, Sugar Sugar Hill Gang and it was like how do you right. these are like two songs that it's all people Ethan. that are even interested in rap should know and I agree yeah I, I agree like Juicy it was that? all a it's dream a I, like you it's like it's but not even the club. It's the it's the mindset of like like I made this it. is this is they, the epitome of aspirational rap. The very beginning where he talking shit like yo, I, when everybody that called the police on me, I was just trying to feed my uh-huh, daughter. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Right, right. This is the this is the epitome. Like, I made it out. Of top, top ten rap aspiration. Songs not like I, I can't even argue. That I would I would I would I would agree with that as well. I would agree with that as well. Juicy is just for me. It's like. There's not many songs that's gonna beat this song. Period. It's just to me, it is the epitome of hip hop. Um, number fourteen, "All Eyes mm. on Me" versus "Unbelievable." Now this one wasn't as tough for me. I went with "All Eyes on Me." Hey. Mhm. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. You went with "All Eyes on Me" also, Lamont. Mm. What? I went with "Unbelievable." More memorable or what? Yeah. Yeah. I I just think like I like "All Eyes on Me" as a song. That album was like, I mean, that was the title track, but it was obviously to me, there was better songs on the album. But like, unbelievable, um, live from Bedford Stuyvesant, yeah. the yeah. livest one. Yeah. Like, it's that just was a radio summer jam. That it's was, it's, it's uh, for sure. It was it was uh, it's just don't don't don't. Well, it's just it's and that's and that's uh, I found out during the verse about. <laughs> That was instrumental. That was my little yeah, yeah, boom, boom, pop. Yeah, that was it. That was it right there. It's just, I'm thinking about the that was DJ Premier, if I'm not mistaken. And I didn't realize right. it makes right. sense when he, when, I, I, when he played it during his versus battle versus RZA. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. like Biggie Smalls is the illest. Yeah, all the scratches yeah. and stuff. Just unbelievable is another one. It's like a hip, like a, just a true hip hop song for me. I just had M- Malika, I had uh, I had unbelievable on that one. Um, for me, it was just. All Eyes on Me, the album, lyrically was so tight. Like, so good. Like, every single song on that album. And I have to still go back and re-listen because, again, I mean, it was 96, right? But, like, 
So I probably will get some things and pick up on some subtle nuances that I might not have gotten before. But like, this was the Pac to me that I love the most. Yes. Honestly, because he was talking his shit. Yes. But it was in a way, it was finessed. It didn't make, you didn't realize he was talking his shit until yes. like the end. And you were like, oh, oh, so okay, we do have it twisted. And we don't know who to trust. <laughs> You're right. You're right, Pac. I believe you. Like, so it makes you, it, he has this way of making you think because he, in his own right, is a very brilliant mind, a very deep thinker, mm-hmm. but also still like just shallow enough, just braggadocious enough yeah. for the people yeah. who didn't get the, the undertones to still get it. And I loved how it was complex, but not, and that was the beauty of it. Like anybody could get into it. But yeah, lyrically for me, it was just straight scoop. You should be very pleased. I didn't even look at a video, okay? But it was strictly uh, okay, lyrics okay. to me. Like, just, he had it. He had it with this one. This was like, flow, pop. everything. Tight, tight. Peak pop. Peak pop. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Okay. Uh, 15, Ooh. Brennan's Got a Baby versus I Got this a Story to Tell. For me. The stress. This was difficult oh. for me because I love I, I love I Got a Story to Tell, but I gave it to Brennan's Got a Baby. Mm. Malika, Malika, that, that's sucking her teeth. She, Actually, I, I, I imagine you had I was opposite. My teeth about how stressful this is, mm. but yeah, I actually did choose Brenda's got a baby on this one. Yeah, only because it it shows that more in depth, thought provoked side of pop that mm-hmm. a lot of people sans controversy, right? Like keep your head up had its own share of controversy around it, mm-hmm. but Brenda's got a baby was very much a message song, and it spoke to what so many were and are still going through in terms yep. of trying to find their way as like new parents or teen pregnancy or all of that like it just I like how he just dialed into the community for a second like oh just in case you thought I was a bit detached let me let you know what I see and what I experience but through the eyes of someone else and then of course the video I mean let's yeah. if you didn't bust a thug tear during that video I just you are void of all human emotion like that. classic classic nose ring pop yeah um <laughs> Classic. Ring pot with you the UNLV that? jacket Brenda's on. Brenda's got a baby walk so that I, uh, I, I, I'm just going to mm, say that. Mm, that's or, or, matter of fact, or, um, it, yeah, or, or no, yeah, or Keisha's song. Yep. Keisha's song by no, Kendrick is, is literally sure. Brenda's got a baby part two. It, um, I would, I, okay. I'm, we're all consensus. Stop. I got Pac on this. Um, I, I got oh, a story to tell. It's great. It's dope. It's a dope story. But Brenda's got a baby. First and foremost, put in contact. So I, I would say I get around was like his first mm-hmm. hit. Brenda's got a baby was the second one. And I don't know if, if when I and I don't know if chronologically what I'm saying is accurate. But to me, like that was his mm-hmm. second best hit mm-hmm. before Death Row. To me, like because that's that was a that was a song. Well, I won't say before Death Row because Keep Your Head Up was before Death Row too. But I, I, I in the time span of like me thinking about pop. That song always stands out as first right. off the content was mm-hmm. something we had never really sure. heard before, um, and it was the video does play a part. Um, not me thinking about the song itself, but just the impact that I I remember it, you know, personally. But I think that the song was just talking about something that we had never really heard from somebody who was already somewhat of a he wasn't huge at that time when this song came out, but. The like fact he uses his voice to talk about the voices, you know. You don't and have this type of integrity in, in rap music. Yeah, anymore. yeah, yeah. 
Right, right. So it it was Brenda's got a baby is like, and 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 let let's be let's be honest. Like the the uh, whoever he got to sing the joke was somebody's like had the voice of like a sixty year old preacher, you know. So that that adds to it too. It sounds like an after school special. Yeah. Brenda, like it just it just it just gets you in a different way. I actually had, I, yeah, he tried tried very hard. Uh, I had I had Brenda's got a baby on that one. Uh, n- number 16 Duh. to live and die in LA versus Big Papa. Big Papa, easy. Big Papa, what you got? Big Papa, okay. What you, Big Papa, yeah, same, same thing. Uh, we're all I, and I'll say this, on that I, one. Mean, I love uh, to live and die in to LA, die but uh, it's very uh, what, what am, what's the word I'm looking for when you put on somebody else's when, when you put on somebody else's jacket? It was popcorn. Oh, uh, signifying you, what, like signifying, swag, not swagger jacking, but I, I, it was it was it, like, I, but like you you just got there, homie. You, you was in prison, and then you just got there, dog. Dog, let's we 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 not. So my, one of my biggest gripes about Pac is his is him being quote unquote a West Coast rapper, but, but in the context that this fair, dude is not fair, at all from the West Coast. Really highly repping the West Coast, sprung you out of jail for two million dollars. You, you will put this jacket on too. Oh, I, I get that. I mean, and he lived. He lived. He lived in the West Coast before yeah. that. He, but he was living in Northern yeah. California. You know what I'm saying? Rocking with Digital Underground, Oakland area. You know, I get that. But you in definitely Baltimore. went to high school in Baltimore. You were born in New York. Nevertheless, yeah, I love to live and die in L.A. is an L.A. anthem. It's an L.A. It's, it's one Big of the Papa, L.A. anthems. But Big Papa's sure. a, a international anthem. You know, uh, uh, first and foremost, let's say Big Papa's. Uh, Biggie's one of Biggie. Was a mixture of a lot of things, but he was like this oh, in yeah. this context. Yeah, yeah. He was the second coming of Heavy mm-hmm. D in his element. Where, where you, where you like, man, you just his, yeah. It was like, bro, like, you know, you you really are um, your your persona, your charisma. I'm not a woman, you know what I'm saying, but I'm talking about just like as a personal, right. just like you cool as a person, like you just you like the jolly guy that makes you know like nah, the dude that, that, that makes all the jokes in school, you know, everybody. Yeah, like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So Big Papa was one of them songs was just like, where he talked to the ladies, but he was talking right. to the guys, too. He's just like, he's just a cool dude. Like, you just, just, just uh, your personality uh, leads on this one. I, I love uh, Big Papa. In junior a, high a school, if you were to call my cell phone, which I, I had a little Nokia phone that had the snake game on it, uh, if you were to call my cell phone and get my voicemail, wow. you might have heard uh, Diddy's, or Puff at the time, Puff's breakdown Puffy. on Big Papa, where he's like, yeah, honey, check it. Tell your friends mm. to get with my, my friends. friends. We can tell be your friends. friends to get that, with that, that was friends. my voicemail. That was my voicemail in junior high school. I get it. I mean, just this, like, even just the opening hey, line, like, yeah. all the ladies in the place with stylish breaks, allow me to lace these liberal dishes. Then you're pushing. Like, you already. Switched. I'm going to tell you, you I'm going to tell you something. As soon as you I'm going to switch. I'm going to add to you also it's Big flow. Papa has one of the greatest um, bars. Ever and and this is why um I'm trying to think of it off the top because I just thought about it when he says um cheese eggs he talks about Welch's yeah Welch's great like steak, he said cheese, um eggs and Welch's great um um when he says that he was like bring you to the telly you know that's what he starts off with like to the telly my bet whatever I can't think of that right and the reason why this bar is so great is because. Welch's grape is a jelly, and it's still with a rhyme. What he said. Word. Do you hear what I'm saying? So I would every time I think about them, like he could have said jelly, and it still would have fit the rhyme scheme. 
But because he set up the, 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 the stuff that rhymes with A, he stopped it. And sick, go to my belly. Uh, you get what I'm saying? He's eggs and Welch's well, he great jelly. Out. He still could have said jelly and it would have still blown. fit. And I, and I was <laughs> like, wait a second. Mind blown. Like, even when you, when you, I swear to God, when you think about bars like of rappers, yeah, when you, when you really think about rappers and you think about that rhyme, like, I don't think anybody's ever. A word that would have naturally fit would have still rhymed yeah. with what he already yeah. said. Next level, next That's level. Slick. I was like, "Yo, yeah. you, you so have to I just, I just had to, I just had to, to, to throw that one out there too. Yeah. But he got straight to the point, dog. Oh, every time, dog. That, that, in such a way, it was just super drippy. Like, it, and even just what he was talking about in Big Papa, going back to that, like, even just like the you can all. He was very much a visual rapper. Like when he mentioned it, I saw the egg yes. and the steak. I saw the Welch's grape jelly on Yo. the toast. Like I saw it for myself. And also, even in Big Papa, like when he did that part where what was it? Mad question asking, blunt passing, music blasting. You were at the party. You're at the party. Yeah. You there? It's red light. Yeah, natural. you're at the party. You're there. All the chicks got you're there. You're the there. Tops and they booty shorts on and they bopping around while he in a turtleneck. Which I'm sure he was quite warm, but we don't it have to discuss it. In that house party, we're not gonna talk about that. We ain't gonna judge that. He probably had the AC on. Side, like, you know, you he brought he had this way of storytelling without even storytelling. Like he just brought you into whatever environment, whatever he was dealing with, whether it was mental, emotional, That's whether real. he was just trying to smash. You were there. You was at the hotel with him and whoever he bought back. Like, then, then he gonna let he he gonna sit there and let Buster Rhymes buy the girl wine. Then he creep up from behind. Come on, mm-hmm. like that's that's uh-huh. a plan. Who you who, who you, you be? And actually, what's your interest? Uh, who you be with? Things that make he, you smile. What numbers you is that? If you say that, you those three quests, that's I how quick you went. Gave Biggie my number off of that. Man, and I was underage, and I still would have gave him my number. Like Come I just on. he gave he us the it. script. That was the playbook. He wrote game. He wrote game. He wrote it. I still that's still the playbook. That's still the playbook. That's still the playbook. <laughs> still the playbook. <laughs> Look, I'm 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 reformed because I'm married. Okay, but that's still the, that's that's it. All my single guy friends, shut the fuck up. Shut the hell up. <laughs> stop talking. I'm talking. Unless you asking these questions, stop talking. <laughs> you know what? I, you know what I just realized. We said no, all no, this. No, no, no. We're, We're talking about, about one more problem. chance. No. Versus the the lyrics no, we're talking about, Buster Rhymes. Buster, I'm trying to think. Did Buster Rhymes give out the wine glass? And the, on, and all that. That's Big Papa. Was that one more chance? Yes. That? That's Big Papa. This was, maybe I'm this tripping. Was maybe in my mind, I'm thinking about music videos, which is throwing me off. <laughs> no, no, no. I know that. I know that. But I'm trying to think of. I'm trying to think of. I mess. I'm in my mind. I'm see? thinking about music see? videos, and I think I mixed them all up. Okay, perfect, perfect. The impact. That's why I don't think. No, no, no. that's mm-hmm. because we're talking about it. So I'm all, I'm all off. Okay, number number seventeen. Ooh, so many tears versus ten crack commandments. What you got, what you got Malika? I got ten crack commandments. Yeah. Yeah. And the reason why is nothing more than I was like, I mean, well, maybe drug dealing isn't that bad. Like I just, <laughs> like I wanted. I was at a time where I was exploring a lot. I was, you know, you're finding yourself. Exploring your gangster. Exploring your gangster. And Ten Crack Commandments was that for me. Like, mm. oh, so this is what drug dealing's like. Tell me more, Biggie. Like, right. 
and it just I tuned in because one his storytelling ability is just mm. forget about it I mean we just talked about that how he would just draw you in to whatever he was talking about but I felt like when Ten Crack Commandments was over like when the song ended I could probably be my own version of like power mm. like I was ghost like <laughs> I was ghost like set it up that's it. Set up at set up at recess, dog. Like, in middle school, junior high. You like, know what I'm saying? I, and not that tears wasn't a vibe. And mm-hmm. I feel like it was in it's, a way slightly mismatched, kinda sorta. Of, yes, big time. Because so many tears wasn't even about that. We could have put commandments. I mean, the, the subject matter is in the title. It's talking about crack. We could have put so many tears up against suicidal thoughts. Yes, yes. There you go. Perfect. Um I it. gave I gave this mm-hmm. one to crack commandments. Um, what I, I did I love so many tears it is a uh, trigger song for me because uh, you know I deal with anxiety depression just put that out there but I'm, I'm you know seeking therapy so it's all good uh, okay, so many tears me. really brings it to me in that way it's very heavy on me uh, <laughs> because I relate to a lot of the, the things he says in there but 10 crack commandments lyrically um, like you say here's another example of Biggie giving us the playbook Here's another example of him telling you, look, stupid, this is what you need to do. Don't get high off your damn own supply, okay? Don't be an idiot. Uh, you know, it's just so many memorable, quotable lines in there uh, right. that I, I had to give it to 10 Crack Commandments. Yeah. Good. Okay. I, I think we're consensus yeah. on that. I got it to take. Never get high on your own supply is just a drugs. mantra. Not even, not, not even, I don't sell drugs. I don't sell drugs, right? That's, that doesn't be known in case the feds watching. Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't sell, I don't sell drugs. However, I remember vividly um, in college when I started throwing parties for real. Um, I learned that I got throw parties because I just like bringing people together. But I don't actually go to parties myself unless I'm asked to. Mm. And I always keep that in my mind, like never get high on your own supply. Like people that actually are party people mm. should probably not mm-hmm. be party promoters. That's interesting. Because you actually enjoy, like, it's like not that's business. Very you know, that that's how I always thought about it. Like that, this, you know, um, and so that was, that's, that's, that alone by itself, like as a life mantra, uh, I, I definitely like take from that song. And uh, I think, I think it's an amazing song anyway. Um, mm. Number 18, Me Against the World this versus This was tough warning. for me, but I went with warning. Yep. I mean, Everybody knows the lines to the song. So this yep. is basically like... Who the hell is this? Basically like... 546 in the morning. 546 in the morning. 546 in the morning. Crack of dawn. I would be upset as well also because no. the hell. Like why... What first is off, it that you could possibly be calling me or paging me about at this time? You know I'm at home, first off. Uh, secondly, you could call the crib if it was an emergency. No, but you paged me at 5.46 a.m. You chose, that was a choice. You made that conscious decision. I'm going hmm. to add something to y'all. Y'all may not have thought about. It's the first time I remember yes. a DC reference in a song. Down in Georgetown. When he's, because first and foremost, down only Georgetown. people from DC say down in Georgetown. He had a friend. He had right. a so I was like, or a connect or somebody. Yeah, Diddy. Diddy went to Howard. But he said down in Georgetown. I'm like, uh, oh, 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 okay. Okay. Yeah. He hung out with the hustlers from D.C. Because that's that's the terminology we we use. You know, D.C. is everything is directional. Right. You, go, you, you never say I'm so going sad. up southeast. You're going down to southeast. 
You're going up Uptown. But Georgetown like, is one place right. in Northwest. I vaguely remember that you go down to. at Howard's homecoming one year, and I may have been a little scrap uh, at the time, but I was going to Howard's homecoming like everybody else. Uh, and I vaguely remember a biggie with a Howard sweatshirt. Yes. It blessed me. It did. Yeah. It yep. did. He rapped about that. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, the song was dope regardless, but that line was like, yeah. oh, that stuck in my head. That definitely stuck in my head as a DC kid, you know. Um, I mean, I got I to gotta get so me. So, yeah, I, I had, I had that as well. Um, me against, just me against the world, baby. Uh, but it's not a lot of quotable lines in it that people remember. Uh, the average pop listener is not going to um, recite it to you verbatim or anything. It just didn't have the cultural impact. Uh, it was a significant song because he wrote it behind you, you, bars. Yeah, he wrote it behind bars. It was a title and, track. Um, you know, this is what he gave to us. Uh, so it's a significant song. We're not going to downplay that, but like, morning, come on. It's it's a it's an obvious mismatch. I'm, I'm going to tell you something else that uh, mm. me and the world reminds me of. Yes. Uh, Bad Boys. Yes, yes. It was played in Bad Boys, the original. Mm-hmm. And I heard that, John. In a movie, it was just like, and you know, and it is a little subtle while they driving down the street, Miami. I just always remember that. Uh, number Ooh. I made up versus I love it though. Ooh. I just realized something I gotta add to this too. Um, uh, I went with I love the dough, on which this I got, and it was a challenge. This was one of the ones that stressed me because I got my mom made up was one of those songs where, like, it was the confident, it was the in your face pop that we all lo- knew and loved and it gave us the balance between the Brenda Sada baby and the keep your head up and I ain't mad at you it's like but for me I love the doll was just so East Coast mm. like it, if you had to pick if I had to anyway pick one song out of his catalog aside from maybe a few others that just like made you feel like Oh, okay, so I'm in Brooklyn. Like, it was that song. Mm. Like, and I mean, I mean, it's just, it's just super East Coast. And I loved it. And it made me feel like, I mean, Angela Wimbush. Let's just put that out there. Like. The fact that I mean, Angela Wimbush is on this song. Like, when I saw that, legit, I was like, like, my mama listens to Angela Wimbush. And their partnership, and him being from Marcy, and him being from Bed-Stuy, Big being from Bed-Stuy, like, it, you just was like, okay, so I'm from Brooklyn now. That's what's up. Like, you just, yeah, I'm def- I'm from Brooklyn now. I'm from Brooklyn. But, I'm, but, yeah, okay, I'm from, I sign up. Yep, where I sign up, I'm from Brooklyn. I was it so. Yes. Was it? Let me ask you, let me ask you a question, Lamar. When's the last When's time the last you last heard this song? This album? Maybe a couple, in the last two years, for sure. Dog. This song, so so I mean I'm 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 gonna infuse myself between the two of y'all for this one. So I was wrong. I love the dollars two more notorious thugs. It's the first song I have a playlist called Prestige Worldwide. Yeah, if y'all know the Step Brothers reference, it makes me think about Uh, boats and hoes. So I got that. I got Magnificent, (laughs) Super High. I got AZ, Sugar Hill on this playlist. The first song is I Love the Dough. We pitched the hottest beans. Oh, if, I can't even, like, let me tell you something. When you listen to, first and foremost, I Love the Doe is it very is. difficult to rap along to, which lets you know how good the bars are because sure. they are just spitting, like, you know what I'm saying? And I also think it got, if I Love the Doe would have been, if Biggie was alive, right, 
and I Love the Dough would have been on his third album, For sure. mm-hmm. it would have been a much yeah. bigger song. I can see that. It got sandwiched in, in being on, on Life After Death. Yeah. It is an amazing yeah. song. And this is before, this is like, you listen to Jay-Z, obviously, at that time, more, more than nah, likely, you probably haven't he heard a reasonable doubt, for real, for real. So you're just like, okay, this dude's good. But then when you go back and listen mm-hmm. to it with all that with it, you're like, man, this is like it was, reasonable, it's reasonable it's, doubt-esque. Like, this I is really it like... Because it has that same, it's, it's, like, raw... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same vibe as a reasonable doubt. It's, it's but I mean the bars on this I'm, song. I'm, I'm on the other end of this one. I pick. I got my mind made up. Probably biasedly, but also because of the features. Okay. My man has Inspector Deck on there. I'm uh, probably the biggest Wu Tang fan y'all ever gonna talk to in your lives. Um, I don't know. Malika, Malika loves Wu Tang. I'm a, I'm a, I'm such a diehard Wu Tang fan. I love Wu. Scoop, Scoop, you might even remember me coming to coming to Paul in a big Wu hockey jersey that I just got because I because <laughs> I, I took a trip to Staten Island mm. uh, and I went to the Wu store on Victory Boulevard, got me a big ass blue hockey jersey. Yeah, I was a Bama back in back. Wow. <laughs> so it's no, 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 no. What's funny is that like you know. Malika's family from the Bronx, my family from, from Queens. Uh, but it's funny, like in my mind, I'm thinking right. on some yeah. shit. Like, you went to Staten Island. I took like, the ferry. You, I took the ferry. Like, you, <laughs> yeah, you went to Staten Island. Staten Island, let's put it in context. Staten Island is the Waldorf of New York City. Let's, let's be, let's the Waldorf. You know, it's not even you know that it's that far, but say, people treat. Uh, if I go in this house, I'm staying in the house. If you if you go into Staten Island, you, you probably stay in this house. Yeah. You ain't coming out, bro. Hey, I'm at no, a party. Where I'm you at? Good. I'm in Brooklyn. Nope. I'm in Staten Island. Missed Unless you're in Coney Missed Island, I, I ain't but, coming. So, so yeah. Inspector Deck. No, that, that's, that's true. You got Method wow. and Red. Method and Red. That and was, that was a dynamic duo, too, at you that got time. You And a prime big L. I forgot about that. <laughs> that. 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 The features on that joint are amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm just literally telling you, like, I love the dough. It's literally mm. the blueprint for Rick Ross. That's a good one. And I'm not saying that no, in the context of anything wrong with Rick Ross and nothing like that. But when you hear this song, I Love the Dough makes me want yep. to like put on a Versace shirt. Faux Sachi. Faux Sachi, because I can't afford Ver. I'm going to get the Faux Sachi. You know what I'm saying? And I just want to, I literally yeah. just want to be somewhere. If it's Monopoly money, I just want to throw it in the sky, bro. Like that song, and it's and it's it's mm. like it's all mm. ca- charisma. Mm. The whole song's charisma, but you got Angela Winbush, strong voice. I'm I'm gonna, gonna, I'm listen to that song again soon. Like just, just that, that one song. Don't listen to the album. Just that one song, and you're gonna be like, it's so like I said, I listen to that. I probably listen to that more than Notorious Thug. So it was very. I was happy it was on this list. Because I thought it would be forgotten, and, and, and we're about to talk about the forgotten songs. But last one, Hail we Mary versus One More Chance remix. <laughs> no ties, no ties, no ties. I gave this one to Biggie. I gave this one to One More Chance. What? Yeah, I know. What? I know. I know Hail Mary is like probably everybody's quintessential pop. Come uh, with me. I, and I love uh, that album, um, Don Illuminati, uh, Seven Day Theory, Machiavelli. I, I love that mm-hmm. whole album. I play it all the way. Machiavelli. I love that album too. But I couldn't give it all the way to pop because of the features on the song versus One More Chance being such a standout, tremendous, especially the remix, especially the remix. And like you say, 
the remix, the remix, yeah, the original is cool, but the remix is way, way better. Everybody's in it. Oh yeah, uh, undeniable. Brat, yeah. I see the brat doing that sway dance. And the, Why I got confused? Uh, yeah, this just this song in general. Um, another reason, you know, another example of Biggie giving you the playbook. Shoot, Heavy oh, B was hey, at the door. He, he, he was in this one. He was in the total. Park. The the be, the beginning of the song and is total walking up the, the steps. And I think Heavy D, Heavy D, no, it, it was, was a house. Home. It was a brownstone. This is a house party. And it was like packed outside. It was. It was I like think it was Heavy D. Yes, I think Heavy D was the bouncer. And then I mean, when yeah. you start off with that, it was just like. The yellow, yeah, the, the oh man, it. the bad boy it's jersey. Tone, it, I it's mean, like a, it's, it's another one of those songs you remember where you was. Word. It just was that, like, you were sitting, the cane. Place, like, he had this way of bringing you into, like, wherever he was. Exactly. And the video only accentuated that. Like, I already felt like I was at somebody's low key house party. Somebody I wanted to be the there. corner twisting up, somebody over here bopping in the corner, sipping a little something, probably some brown liquor. Like, it just had that feel. And, like, I think about the video and him sort of being in the same posture that I was when I heard it. Like, he's sitting on the, and it's all coming back to me now. He's sitting on the stairs, and he's rapping with the super, super black 90s-ass shades on. Right. With a full head-to-toe denim fit, and just bopping his head, that neck bop. And that's what this song is. It's like yeah. a living, breathing neck bop. Like, you just... You feel it. It just does something to you in terms of like vibe. Like everybody can be a part you, of it. Everybody's invited to the party. You know what? To the spot. Like that was just it. That was it. The one dance is funny. The dance that I think about to this song is uh, Tashina Arnold hand. when she sees Biggie and Martin's uh, living room. <laughs> yes. The hand. You got to do the hands yes. to this. You got to do the hands to this. Dog. Like this song is like. I mean, it's 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 this like you said. We talk about Juicy as a hip hop song, as a as a essence of like breaking down hip hop. But one more chance remix is like the the the, the uh, potential of what hip hop could be. Like the one of the yeah. first songs, just like dang, this is just it's not just party. Right. Like it's not just a regular party. He made it, a house it, party, it, 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 a club. You know what I'm saying? Like from the visual perspective, we, but like this, this song goes in any setting. He has both Faith Evans and Mary J. Blige vocals. And Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. And Aaliyah. Like, come yeah. on. Are they all singing or are they just all on the video? All vocals on this track. All vocals on this you, track. They're all yep. singing on the song? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Talk I mean, that's that's just, he, like, he killed it with this one. Because they were it at the time. Mary J. And talk about the queen of the hands. Like, that same oh, yeah. hand motion that's just strictly in your oh, yeah. forearm. Pre, like pre-Auntie MJB. Pre-Auntie MJB. Like, this was MJB in her prime. She was on features. Yes. She had her own hits. And, like, she bought her own boots. Like, <laughs> she was doing her thing. And then yeah. you had Aaliyah with her, like, very soft, ethereal sound. And you had Faith with dynamic, like... Ethereal? Using bit. big old words. <laughs> A read a book you know. or two. Oh Look so at the stereo. Word viscosity on Twitter today, and I just I lost it. I lost it. Oh, I, I lost love words. Viscosity. Are they talking about car? I mean, what are they? I mean, sidebar. Okay, okay. I, so look, so let's let's do this. 
what's your scoreboard? Let's go. What you got? Because I'm gonna tell you what we got collectively. Nine, but what you got, Lamont? No, I got 12. Okay, 11-9, Pop. Mm. I got 12-8, Biggie, too. So so that makes a lot of sense because we're ele- if you're thinking about, you know, the tiebreakers, like, between the three of us, we have one, two, we have nine consensus songs. Of those consensus songs, it is 5-4, Big, but the ones that we have two to one, in total, mm. it's 11-9, Biggie. Which all makes sense if you think about it. you eleven nine with twelve yeah. eight. Just, I mean, not yeah, it but definitely bounces <laughs> out. Now, with that being said, I'm gonna tell you what when I first saw this and did this, um, there are far more classic Wait, Biggie songs off list, of though. this list. Okay. This list, when you think about, there are far more. No, no. When I say yeah. off this list, I oh, mean okay. that that were left off. Give me the loop. Like, all right, so I'm gonna give you a list. I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you, give me, I mean, I, so give me the loot is, is definitely, definitely dope. Somebody you must be uh, committing a crime. There's a, there's a siren <laughs> in the background. Exactly, right? So I'm gonna name, I'm gonna name five songs that are not on this list, and you may or may not have realized it, and okay. you're gonna be like, True. okay, they would have got a win too. Of course. Oh, man. It's Come all on. about the Benjamins. Not on this list. Mm. Flavoring Your Ear Remix. It's not on this list. I thought Give about that. Can't you see had, remix? Um, one more chance because I got it confused at first with the Can't You See remix. Yeah, victory is my oh, victory is not on this list. Song. That's probably my top five biggie Ever. for sure. And been around the world is not on this list. <laughs> and then so there's a couple that I'm like, all right, this like Brooklyn's finest, Young G's is cool. Uh, I, I'm, I, I, I thought about one song that's like I wouldn't put in the, in the versus battle, but it's v- so slept on because of who the main artist is. But the beat is one of my favorite beats in hip hop history. Is you can't stop the rain, and is, Biggie's on the original with Shaq. Wow. I don't know if y'all know this song, but like this song, if you, it's literally like you, you almost don't really? want Shaq to be associated with almost? it because it <laughs> is an amazing. You okay? You a thousand percent don't want Shaq to be because the beat and Biggie rapping on it, yeah, yeah. But but the first five I mentioned, it's all about the Benjamins, mm-hmm. Flavor Year remix, Can't You See remix, Victory and Been Around the World are now on this list. So when I thought about, it, I was like, yo, a pop person put a pop oh, like a diehard pop fan yeah. did this list because as much as I love, as much as I love even even Sky's the Limit, I love that song. Victory but these by five songs like Victory. Vic, can't you flavoring your ear? Oh my god! You know how many times I say right. niggas is mad at more busts and ashtrays, right? Any fuck a yeah. fast when I get my fuck a fair when I get mine the fast way. So oh much, my god! So much like bad like so many left on. And for Pac, there are a couple too. What now, 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 Lamont, you can tell I got I got four. Oh, absolutely, mm, changes undeniable commercial Pac. But see, the thing is, let me ask you this: Changes yes, is yeah. a posthumous so pop, it makes right? Sense. Okay, so 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 I'm gonna go with the three that are literally pop when he was alive. Come on, smile, come the Scarface. On. Toss it up. It's not on this list. It's all about and all about you. you. Every other city we go, that's not on the list. So I'm like, yo, like, what were they thinking? 
what would they think? But I think oh, that there oh, are more yeah, pop. Man, I, there yeah. are when I think about hits. When I when I think about hits, I think this list has yeah. more like Pac's best. Most of Pac's hits are on this list. Biggie has a lot of hits that are not on it. Um, I do think overall that that the matchup between the two, that these songs were not a good matchup. They, I don't think anybody that was really, you know, I think it's hard because obviously they're not right. alive, haven't been alive for a long time. So you're trying to pair some way to, to thematically put them together. But when you really factor in the songs that Biggie didn't have on the mm-hmm. table, it, it tips the scale for me. If if uh I had 12-8, but depending on this, it could have been it could have been a lot yeah. worse than Biggie's Biggie side. And even thinking about the songs that Pac didn't play, I think that it still would have been Biggie's side for hits. Now, obviously, Pac has a much larger, much for more sure. diverse catalog. But but that's that's one thing I just looked at. I was like, man. Who came up with this stuff? And it, and it makes me think about uh, did you did y'all check out Rick Ross versus uh, Two Chainz? Yeah, I had to go back and recap. Okay, but I saw the clips. That was that was all the so right. Just him dancing with an open Versace shirt. Yeah, the, the clips the the clips were when I when I went in, I told everybody I put it on Instagram. I was like, you know, it's it's definitely gonna be Rick Ross. And then when the playlist came out, when they started playing songs, Rick Ross, another the thing about here's my thing about versus and why I love it so much. It is literally it's a it's a friendly competition, but it's a competition the way I see it. You got You got to come with it. And Jada Kiss to me had the best strategy I've seen for versus mm-hmm. until two chains. Oh, you slept night. on me, or you thought? Oh, okay. Two chains, and the thing is, two chains. Two Chainz played his best, pretty much his best twenty. Rick Ross, I think, what happens with a lot of artists that have a lot of songs um, is that they there's some level of hubris that goes along with you thinking like, oh, they're my fans, so they're gonna rock with me regardless. But you they're playing be, songs that right you right, would love right. if you're a die right. Rick Ross fan. The deep cuts, but at the same, you're going against yeah. Two Chainz had hits, so he played di- Dice Pineapples. No. Should not be in your top twenty, bro. It's not. It's a delicious nice song. Bad song. It really is. I it rock also with makes it. Me hungry, but <laughs> he. It it, it also it also makes me hungry. Yeah. He uh, but but he also played. I'm gonna tell you the songs that that he did not play, and just by you you, you can just tell why I think that yeah. he while two chains won to me on my scorecards twelve eight. Rick Ross did not play. Okay. Magnificent with John Legend. He didn't play. That's the one I was thinking about. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. (laughs) He didn't play Super High with Neo. He didn't play I'm So Hood with DJ Khaled and everybody named Mama. He didn't play Bugatti with Ace Hood. Ridiculous. He didn't play any Maybach music. He did play Aston Martin music, right? And he didn't play All I Do Is Win. It's the least memorable. He did, which is good. And he played Aston. He played Aston Martin. He played Aston Martin music Listen. against Super Freak. You know how t- Super Freak Listen. in the club. Yeah. Aston Martin. And I'm a I classic Aston Martin music, but Super Freak. I just. So. I mean, you know what I'm saying? That's probably my favorite. Role. But I looked at. He played Tears of Joy. Tears of Joy. He played Ma. Is it because? So let me give you an example. He he played yeah. John, and then he played I'm a Star. Yeah. That's pretty much the same song, <laughs> <Okay>. bro. <laughs> 
It is. Like, like at that point, I had John. John was up against fucking problems, which is really like they sampled a two chains verse and put it as is a it? chorus. But it counts for him because it's still his it's it's his original right. So I had John over for over fucking problems. When you play I'm a star, it's the same song. And he played and then you know what you know Rick Ross? You know, oh, what yeah. two chains played Smash. after that? I'm a star? Smash. Birthday song. Are you serious? Like kick you in the face. Like he just so I think that when I think about verses, yeah. I think about it from the context of you gotta have a strategy, man. Like Jada Kiss, the reason why Jada Kiss won. He sure did. Fabulous was, was another that person was that left all watch. types of stuff on the table. All, all types of stuff on the game. table. But J.D. Yeah. Kiss was like, yeah. I don't Jada care about nothing that you're trying to do. I'm in my lane, bro. Shut when down. he played so Everywhere We Go, so People Wanna like, Know. I was like, D-Block? Did, uh, did Fabulous, he, did he Fabulous got play it. anything that you did he with got it. And he was the happiest dude during quarantine. Uh, I don't I don't know if he did no Fab was trying to once again I think Fab it could have been out of respect it could have been out of it could have been out for a lot of reasons but um, Fab was right. playing like songs that you have to be a diehard Fab fan he played some hits he didn't play like just yeah. trash and nothing like that but he played some songs with just like huh and right. then Jada came right. Jada played victory because he wrote he wrote uh, Diddy's verse when I when I was like okay okay you win bro you win you win on that so um for for the verses battles that y'all have seen which yeah. one I had to say was Snoop, the most surprising Snoop DMX honestly because Snoop just came in and smashed that joint uh, it was a good matchup I, I didn't I didn't expect that matchup to be as good as it was but Snoop came in and crushed the buildings like he do. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that probably was the most surprising, but not because of that mm-hmm. reason. I feel like Snoop edged him out a bit. And, you know, again, you know, I'm an East Coast gangster. Yeah. So, of course, everything in me is like Team Rough Riders, Team right. DMX, is dark and hell is very hot. Yes. However, flesh in my flesh. I mean, like, just the prayer alone to open up. I felt like it was an Olympic ceremony about to go down. Like, what? Come on. Or church service. Like, he just has that really raw, gritty, like, spiritual energy, which is great to hear and see. But, like, Snoop has sort of this legacy thing behind him where he's so in tune with how rap music has evolved, but for, like, ever. Because he Uncle Snoop, so he just had that on him. I think that's what caused him to edge him out a bit because he could dig back a lot further than Earl could. I think I think one thing there's two things I learned about that battle. Um, one, so in the battle itself, I think you Snoop think so? relied too much on Doggy Style. He, I mean, I think I think Snoop won. Yes, there were certain songs like yeah, he relied on he the played, style. Um, sure. like the Shiznit, mm. but he but he didn't play but he didn't play. Let's get blind. Right. Yeah, but like you but know, like, what saying he didn't play like uh, equivalent. Though. You know, what I'm saying he he didn't play. What would be the DMX boss's life with Akon? He didn't play that at either. Right. Like he like it, no that's the, but that's the point you're playing your catalog so at the end of the day as much as we want certain stuff to match the only reason why we're talking about that with the, with the you know Tupac and B because they they're not here to actually represent themselves right so so we're, we're speaking kind of on their behalf but they they're alive and they pick their own stuff 
you know, two chains didn't play anything that matched Rick Ross, really. If you think about it, he just played, he's playing his 20 in a row, regardless of what Rick Ross played. Right, right. So that pretty much that's like his concert set. However, I would say with uh, with Snoop, Snoop was playing like the old Mm -hmm. stuff, but he has new stuff, and that's something DMX doesn't. I mean, he could have played, he could have played, uh, smile, bitch. And he could have won that's something. True. I mean, I'm not. I'm, this is like just in context of what he was, you know, against what he was playing as DMX. But he's relevant. And something else, somebody else told me, or somebody else said, yeah. Snoop is oh, yeah. the most well-known rapper yeah. in hip hop history. Yeah, everybody like recognizable. Yeah. Not not popular. Not yeah. popular. Well-known. Snoop recognizable. Snoop Dogg can't. And but the thing is, Jay Z can't go to the movies or can't go to the grocery store. Snoop can. He will get right. people talking to him, but they won't right. be freaking out like on some paparazzi stuff. They'll actually try to talk yeah. to him. But Snoop is literally the most recognizable person. In context of this, I was watching something on Breakfast Club. And somebody said, this guy said that Tupac in his, when he was alive was never bigger than Snoop Dogg. Well, Snoop Dogg And I was like, I had to think about it. He was like, while he was alive, no, 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 no. He was saying was this: you put it in context to Snoop coming from Chronic and Doggy and Style. Really Doggy like Style dropped in '94. Probably the end of the cycle was '95, '95, '96. All eyes on me came out '96, yeah. and then Machiavelli. Yeah. But he was was it was everything. However, he was saying is that. You know what? I when when Tupac passed, he became like a martyr. I his fandom for his music. Yeah. In retrospect, I will admit that. But it was also, yeah, and he was saying in concert, he was like, dog, all the song when you think about like California yeah. Love, like Death Row, Dre had the chronic, but everybody knew Dre was like more of a producer than he was an artist. Snoop okay. was Death Row is what the guy was saying. I was like, was I never like, thought about it that way. He was like, look at it now. Like he was. He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was, he was, but, but he was, and I was I never thought about it. But Snoop Dogg is the most well-known, name? most recognizable rapper in history. People know Jay-Z, his name. People know Drake's name and Kanye's name. But like the tangibility of it all, and also, like, how right. long he's been in the game, but just his personality also adds to it. Snoop is the most recognizable person. I, I would say the most surprising one, because I think I've only missed two versus battles. So, the, so mm-hmm. the one thing about versus that I appreciated yeah. at first was when it was producers and like, songwriters well, because of the surprise factor. Yeah. So, like, exactly, exactly. And I think that that made versus so much... Not that, I, not that I don't love the artist versus artist, but I know most of these artists' songs. But when when you when I watched randomly, it was a Saturday afternoon. I think it was the oh. second or third verses. Boy Wonder versus Hit Boy had no idea they did all these songs. Man, when they played the songs and Boy Boy Wonder was killing when I was watching, I was like, "Man, you did man. you did this song?" Right, yeah. right. I mean, they played. They play so many songs. I was just you like, know I had no I, idea. I that. that was you know the most surprising. Me second of that was uh, John Tay versus Neo. Mm-hmm. Everything's digital. 
the reverence of, of going to we don't have CDs anymore. Yeah, yeah. And and getting um a CD and opening up that booklet and being able to see uh Stevie J's name on you know, yeah, on Life After Death and yeah, it was it was an experience and we don't have that anymore. We gotta go and seek out that information on Wikipedia that might not be accurate. Right. Uh, if you really want to know, but how much do we really want to know right. in this very transactional, right, right. you know, world that we live in now? Right. Right. I know. I'm with you 100. Yeah. percent That that was one that's. I mean, I the second that. one of that was Neil and Jonte Austin. Was what surprised yeah. me. Jonte came. Jonte. Oh, Jonte. I actually, the top two for me. As far as the battle, like the 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 camaraderie aspect of the battle, were Neo and Jonte yeah. Austin and um, Lil John and T Pain, right? But 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 um, Jonte and Neo, Jonte pretty much did everything that he writ he wrote, you know, and Neo played, you know, Neo obviously has more far more solo uh, credibility or or success than Jonte because Jonte has gone into that space. But Jonte came in with a tuxedo on. Like, I'm ready for business. Let's play this. And he played songs. We were just like, when I found out Jonte wrote, um, oh, man, he wrote. Um, was it Sweet Lady? He wrote oh, Sweet yeah, Lady when he was like 16. Yeah, when he was like 16. He was, he was, you know, he he, he did, um. Mm. Mm-hmm. Miss Miss You by Leah when he was nineteen, if I'm not mistaken, you know, and it's just like okay, this is the stuff I want to see. The guys that people don't really know about um, coming out, and I think T Pain versus Lil John was like all features. It, it worked. The yeah. energies matched because they were just you know they're hilarious, man. They they both like comedians, but they they killed it. Um, those are probably the. I mean, Teddy Riley yeah. versus Babyface the second time around, obviously because the first one was was the worst. But th- that was that was probably the best well, forty let's, songs let's, let's, anybody could put see? together of any of the verses battles mm-hmm. we've seen. So so I've thought about that a lot. Um, I really do want to see Ti versus Fifty Cent, and I've actually wanted to do on my podcast on some form of social media. Let me be Ti, and you be Fifty Cent. And I'll yeah, play the songs against whatever you got. Because I've written and looked at all of them. Low and key, I think hit I, for hit. Now, here's the part where it gets really got tricky 50, for me man. with T.I. and 50. Because everyone is looking more so, I feel, based on what I've observed in T.I. and all of his very country antagonization of 50 on right. Instagram and IG. Like, somebody said he sounds like the colonel of KFC. Oh, my God. <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> up. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all that's all I you know, southern, so northern, midwestern bias, you know, people saying that. It's hilarious, but I think T T I his his uh you know, it. his competitive spirit, he wants to go against, you know, who he thinks is one of the best. No, but I mean that's what I'm saying is that I give you I give you somebody who would kill in a versus battle that I wouldn't necessarily put anywhere in my top ten, fifteen, whatever. If Migos or Future get on a hit mm-hmm. on a versus battle, they're gonna be a problem. Just like we talking about people, we're not talking about to party to, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. We we talking about hits, yes, like like Ti's hits, like Fifty. This is the thing that I always have to tell people about about verses, right? 
if you have, say, um, 50 plays um, um, in the club, I'm, I'm a, in the club's going to yeah. be anybody, anything. I'm going to say this. Like, I'm any song T.I. plays, he's going to win, right? But that's just one of 20. Can, can at me if they want to. I'm at him downstairs on uh, IG and Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, him downstairs. Get Richard Dottrine didn't age well, okay? You say it didn't age well? It, it did. It did not get rid of Did not mm. age. It did, did not age. Well. No, Lamar. When is the last time anybody picked that album up purposely? Yikes! Ah, <sighs> you know what? I can't. I, I I don't know. I don't know if. But you're right. I haven't listened to Fifty Cent <laughs> on my own, like on purpose. Um, now, in now a long T. time, T.I. do on purpose. You know, like you know, songs come on the playlist today because he mm-hmm. worked with the younger artists. Uh, most notably recently for me, him and Thugger, him and Young Thug on that track. Uh, oh, that Travis joint, crazy. The Travis, Travis joint, Scott, Travis too. Joint. Travis, he, Travis, they cent. both on Grand Hustle. They both, t- Travis was first on Grand Hustle. Himself that he can't yes. Hmm. Hmm. But, but, but I, I'm putting that out there for fair, for, for no fair consequence. I'm putting that out there. Did we lose your school? Hello? Okay. For fear, for fear, I'm back. Uh, yeah, of feedback okay. or whatever. Give it to Dotron didn't age well. Um, I still listen to some of trap music. I still listen to I'm Serious because we all went to school in the AUC and I got introduced to TI I mean, in that time period. And I was, Rubble I remember, Bay, I remember going to the club. It was a little club called the Library. I don't know if y'all remember. Come on, Library. And you come were, on, I, Library I was, with the blue motherfucker pictures. Pictures of blue motherfuckers. And this is this is prime hat on the west side, magically sitting on the west side of his head. Ti, uh, in, in the club with two pictures of hypnotic and and Hennessy because oh, that's what God. we were drinking at the time. And, and his and twenty fours was rocking, man. And rubble band, man. It was a great time, and they still go to this day. They still go. You turn on many men in my car. Yeah, I might sing along, uh, sing along a few lines, but I'm not mobbing to it as though it doesn't have that same novelty impact on me anymore. It doesn't get me moving anymore. It's the same as it did because of all the hype that was surrounding Fifty Cent mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. Today, it just doesn't have that same impact on me. 24s, um, the journey guy with UGK, front, back. Uh, yo, T.I. still rocks for me in my shuffle. Yeah. T.I. still rocks for me. But listen, Lamont, question though, question on that. Yeah. Do you think that uh, that's also a moment in time, personal, cultural experience? Or do you think that is literally just the music? Well, well like I said, like, like he has managed to evolve himself. No. And so, yeah, we still have that's- that. And then the, if it's a good DJ, he might blend uh, the Young Thug uh, record into a whole T.I. set. Mm, true. You know? Okay. Okay. I, I would say, I, I would add this, right? Like, um, there's no album that T.I. has done that comes close oh, to Big Richard Dye Trying from an impact perspective. Like collective like, work. Right. Okay. Album, album, right, and that, and that, and that's when everybody. Anytime people talk about Ti and Fifty, they be like, "Yeah, well, get Rich Dot Trons, but anything Ti album, you know, any Ti yeah. album he's ever done." I'm like, "Yeah, it's true, mm-hmm. fact." As a body of work, for sure, mm-hmm. we talking about twenty songs, and that's the thing about verses that I love is that it's song based. It's not album not based. That. Even when I said about Future, I can't name I can't name a title of a Future album 
But I can name that's lots real. of songs he's been on that made me want to, you know, party the club. And that's why versus hit, it's it's literally like boxing. You know, you walking in and you might be thirty nine and oh, and somebody's right. You know, twelve and twelve and two. You got you got more wins and you undefeated. But in this brain, yeah. if you don't bring it, you're gonna lose. And I think that like Ti song for song. Once again, if 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 Ti goes and he plays his stuff, he plays his hits early. And then he loses a couple songs that are guaranteed. Like, you're probably going to lose 21 questions. You're probably going to lose um, in the club. So you play something soft against them, but you win on the Ace of Diamonds early or the Jack of Diamonds early. I think T.I. has bigger songs, but bigger songs doesn't mean you get more points. It's one song for one song. So in the club versus 24s. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be way much, way bigger, way bigger win for fifty. However, it's still one versus one. So when he plays, when he plays um, Swagger oh. like us, yeah. When he when yeah. he plays, uh, what you know, I and you say, play Candy Shop, he's think, winning that. Uh, culturally, Fifty Cent had more reach into West Coast, had more reach into Midwest, had more reach elsewhere yeah. outside of just New York. Whereas yeah, 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 yeah. T.I. had a for little sure, bit of reach to sure. the north, a little bit of reach to the west. But if you go over the west coast, I don't think there's any diehard T.I. fans on the west coast. I don't think there's any 50 Cent fans. I think 50 Cent has made himself well, no, a you, hip-hop you go celebrity west, you go at this point. It's some Latino brothers and sisters that still rocking many men. Okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's one. I, I get that, but what I'm so so almost like like Snoop in the sense of Ti is known as a rapper in ways that Fifty is known a as a, like an icon yeah. in hip hop. I'm not gonna call him. I'm not gonna call him an LL Cool J because like in the sense of like he's known for stuff outside yeah. of hip hop now at this point more than hip hop himself. But the the best way to put it in context is Fifty started out averaging 40 and 10 on the basketball court and then he phased out and T.I. after 5-6 years yeah. is hitting he's 40 evolved. and 10. He's gotten better. 50, yeah. 50 got worse. 50, literally his album yeah. sales have declined every album while T.I.'s have increased yeah. every album up until Paper Trail or even T.I. versus T.I.P. I think one of those two albums and that was like seven albums in. Now, now he's 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 relevant. He's more so in the relevant space of being a hip hop icon. Right. Not as much about the music, um, but Ti got Evil. better, and Ti had songs. Now that he just has I'm, consistently I'm put out, out good I, songs. I very seriously doubt that we're gonna get a whole Venaz. Even as much nah, as I love to see we gonna, it, but yeah, I'm gonna put this yeah. out there. Um, people were saying how Big Crit is the down south Nas, but I, I don't. I disagree. I would I would put Nas up against Scarface. Ah. Ah. I uh, I don't southern, know if that that's a good matchup. Southern Southern lyricist, only because southern lyricist, only because um, Scarface is in his preachy, and I won't say that Nas is super preachy, but he can be. Um, but Southern lyricism. Uh, meets northern lyricism, same kind of stature within the hip hop realms of each region. 
Um, I think mm-hmm. I think it would go if that's that's what I'm saying. If we could get a hold of Nas, I you know what I would say that I think Scarface and Nas. I don't think it necessarily is a good maybe matchup per se. Like, yeah, but like when you're thinking about hits, like Scarface is known as being so content based, and I can I can think of, uh, yeah, but Nas right. still has some more commercial hits that people can still be like, okay, bet right. like Uchi Wally is is trash and content, but they know it more than right. probably any other Scarface song. Like, it, I just think it's I think that's that it's might be that's quality. great to it's say quality quality. put a mixtape together. But put but put it. It's more so like that's a good sure. that's a good playlist to put together in a versus battle. I don't know if that one necessarily works. I would say the two that that come to mind for me uh, sure. are mm-hmm. Kanye and Pharrell. And and but I would I would I'm see. Hold curious. on, I got I got I got I got back. So are we? Doing, I would. I personally. Are we doing it for? Let, uh, you know, radio hits. No, no, no. I'm saying so. So first and foremost, I think mm-hmm. Kanye is in a very unique space more than anybody else because the way I want to hear Pharrell, Pharrell and Kanye okay. would be their production for other people. I would literally want you to play the songs you play for others, not the songs that you have for yourself, because I think that that would be like the super producer battle. And I think Kanye as a rapper. I think if I'm thinking about him just as a rapper, I would love to see Kanye oh, versus man. Drake. Because I thought about Drake versus uh, Lil Wayne, yeah. and I'm like, they have too much overlap. Right. There's just too yeah. many songs they've been on together that they couldn't play. Right. And, the, and the old, right. Or 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 the old Wayne just doesn't yeah. match up with Drake. It's just too much. You play Bring It Back. And and what's Drake gonna play? It's, mm-hmm. it's he gonna play something right. that's probably gonna win because it's more current. But Drake and Kanye, if you're talking about their their songs, I mean Drake. Drake has, and I don't I don't want to use Billboard as the ultimate litmus test. But when I found out that Drake has double, he has doubled the top 100 hits as Jay Z. I was like, okay, wow, like, like, like Drake. Drake has because of time when he got in the league. When I say the league, right? He got into hip hop. Um, the difference is Drake came in a time period where the Hot 100 was uh was mm-hmm. was well, like, hip hop was making that list. And and Jay, I looked at Snoop. Snoop only has like two Beautiful. number one songs, which is insane. But you gotta think, hip hop wasn't. Yeah, it might have been yep. beautiful and drop it yeah. like it's hot, or like his only two number one songs. But, but, but nothing but a G thing wasn't. I don't think no one, nothing but G thing was number one. Snoop really gave us the hip hop culture. You know, the hip hop heads like me, I appreciate everything he played because I still listen to the Chronic. I still listen to and uh, Doggy Style. You and know what I mean? The Shiznit is is definitely in that hip hop universe for me. Uh, you know, it ain't no fun if the homies can't have none. Definitely in the hip hop universe for me. So, you know, we can do it. Yes. We can do it. Exactly. Misogyny all through the 90s. But we can do it for hip hop or we can do it for the top 100. You know what I mean? But we can't do both. Can we not do both? We can't do both. Because I feel like there are songs that are cultural and more like 
this is for the culture. This is for the hip hop community at large that are also still hits. Like I think of, okay, and I'm going to pull this from the other scorecard and we can come back to it another time. But like songs like Big Pimpin, like misogynistic as fuck, right? <laughs> we, we just, I'm going to just get that out the way. Right. right. In terms of like, like vibe, feel, lyricism, features, like you have all the makings of like a great hip hop song lyrically, but it also was commercial. You know what? I'll give you that one. Got spins on MTV. It also give was on one. like uh, 106 in Park. It, uh, you know what I mean? You know why? Because that, and that is one of those songs that does teeter culturally and commercially because of the politics around Jay going and seeking out Southern uh, acts. Uh, right. And, and it was that like time, a bridge at the time. Yeah, it was a bridge. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I'll give you that one for sure. But like mm-hmm. there's 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 some people that and I don't want to be one of those old Aggie stuck in the 90s hip hop heads. But like there's some people that they got to go into the battle. They got to hear these songs. It doesn't yeah. qualify for them unless they hear X, Y or Z. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I may be one of those people. Right. Right. I, I'll give you a. I'll give y'all another one that I want to see. Um, I want to see oh, yeah. DJ Mustard yeah. versus Mike Will made it. You know, like I, I've been thinking about others and I'm like, uh, like I, it's between. So the other two that I don't know if they battle each other, but like. Um, Zay Zaytoven, I want in there. Zaytoven, I want in there. And I'm trying to think. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't. It, it yeah. wasn't London on the track. It was. Um, it was somebody. I'm trying to think who the other person, young guy, that I was like, I definitely want to see him in there. I'm gonna tell you some. Um, drummer boy. Drummer oh, boy. Okay. That's what it was. Drummer boy and Zayto. So let me tell you random, random, random fact. Y'all, um, um, Lika might know this, but Lamar uh-huh. may not because it's PG. You know, Goldson Middle School. Goldson Middle School is named after Drummer Boy's grandfather. Random Random PG County, yeah, his grandfather was like random black PG County. His name is his name is uh, some Goldson. His last name is Goldson. His whole family's like educated in music. Like his dad went to. Nah, he's from Memphis, but his dad, his dad, um, his grandfather, grandfather was an educator in Mm -hmm. music, I believe, in PG County. They named the school after him. And then um, his dad, his dad went to Catholic what and got his like that? degree right. in conservatory music. Yeah, and I read it. I'm like, wow, that's so random. This is that's his part. Y'all, y'all prove why I wanted y'all to have be on here because uh, I think I mean it's music, it, it's man. It's, it's people that like think about the music in the same way, you know. It really is. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Yeah, and all the cultural dynamics at play and then just straight it just feels good it sounds good like, right i think because a lot of people who are like oh i'm a self-proclaimed hip-hop head or i'm a self-proclaimed like rap music lover or just music lover in general they always feel like they have to have all the facts all right. the deep, dark secrets oh well i heard this and that like there's just this element of i like some mystery like i want to learn something too and i'm in conversation with other like-minded folks, like I want to feel like, oh shit, I didn't know that. Just like with the um, with the drummer boy reference, like I had no idea, and I'm from the area, yep. so it's like, it feels good to to kind of bounce that around, and it's it's been dope. This was great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I just say that, like, it was uh, to echo echo your point is that 
you want to learn about stuff, people's experiences, how they vibe with certain songs, things of that nature. But music is just, like it says, universal yeah, language. Dynamic. So, right. you know, um, and we all, and we talk about hip hop, but a better fit if I talked about, talked about R&B or soul music, I know we both would be, oh, all man. three of us would be on here. Like, yeah. you know, I've seen a couple, yeah. I can't, I'm, I'm, I want to say this and it, I'm going to probably, yeah, I'm, I'm going to say this. They they talked about Whitney versus Mariah Carey. I saw the list. I can't do it. Nah. I can't do mm. I can't do Sade versus Anita Baker only because Sade's a band. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that Sade is a band. So it's Jamiroquai. I didn't yeah, know that Jamiroquai either. Is definitely a band. And so you can't do a band versus a single artist. It's yeah. just it's although that does kind of sound well in a battle like this. Um and so it's going to be hard what they're going to do, setting people up. Because, um, frankly, they got Rick Ross two chains. I would have put Rick Ross up against T.I. if T.I. didn't call out 50 mm. Cent. Mm. And, so, and so, um, you know, it's just interesting what they were set up. But I, I love Versus. Yeah, I hope um, they keep it going. Yeah, I do too. And, 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 and um, also want to make, make sure I do the shout-out for the I don't care much. <laughs> I care too much. I said I don't care much. I care I too much care podcast. I should, I, should make, I should make that I could, show. No, no, no. Let's make that show. I don't care at all, right? No, no. Oh, I, um, I, I apologize. My, my, my show has grown cynical. I'm not looking at my, my phone. Show has grown cynical. What's so, fun, what's so funny is I'm, I'm not looking at my phone, so it definitely says that on the on the Anchor app. But the I Care Too Much podcast by Lamont Thompson. Um, please, please, please. Uh, shameless plug, yeah, for Lamont. Sure, man. Check out the podcast. I appreciate y'all. Um, I Care Too Much podcast. We are not as consistent. We don't release weekly uh, or any kind of schedule. We just kind of release whenever, you know, something kind of inspires us to do it. And our last episode, we were talking about um, Black Lives Matter. And I just had people call in and vent their frustrations because I just like to talk to the people and touch the people. So I care too much. It's really just um, me, myself, my brother, Jeff Rowe, and uh, my my friend, Anna Palmer. And we go and we just talk about what's going on. And uh, yeah, give us a listen. And I want to add to the plug is the fact that uh, Lamont's the first person exposed me to yes. the platform for which I use a podcast. And I would not have started this if I didn't have some aspect of how it's, how it worked. This and, has been therapeutic. And him also being a battery. It's been yeah, therapeutic him for me. definitely I being a, uh, us black guys, us black men, black people, black women too. Y'all have a lot to say too. I was gonna say, I love y'all so much. Shout out to all my black women out here. And I wish everybody <laughs> would just get on this app and like record yourself and express yourself and get it out. Even if you're just talking to yourself, you don't have no listeners at all. Like I'm gonna get on this app and I'm gonna talk my shit because it's therapy for me. All uh, right. And that's why I do it. And we need that. Whatever yeah. therapy you can get, even if you're not ready for actual therapy, whatever it takes, yep. just to make yourself feel heard. And for me, this is a leap outside of my comfort zone because I hate how <laughs> I sound. Hate it. I, I think I think I think most people do yeah. when you hear it recorded. Oh. You used to hearing it from I, I don't like looking like I look at pictures sometimes, I look in the mirror and sometimes I like how I look in the mirror, sometimes I look how yeah. like, like like how I look in the picture. You know, you never, you know, once you stepping outside yourself, but but step outside your comfort zone. Uh, Maliki, you sound you sound amazing. Don't oh, worry about your voice. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> um, once again, I really, really, really appreciate you all being on the podcast. And we got to do round Absolutely. two soon. Um, and, you know, talking about the who I consider two of my favorite rappers, Jay-Z yeah. versus you know, Nas, really Scorecard. Favorite, though, of the two. Jay, Jay is my, but, but hit me out. 
Yeah, Jay Jay Z's my favorite, but but Nas, my mom's from Queens, you know, so like Queens rappers have a special place in my heart. Nas is right there. Um and I saw the scorecard and it was much closer than I thought it would be. Um and we're gonna talk about the songs that, that were missing on that too. But uh thanks again for y'all uh being on here. I truly appreciate it. Good luck. No, this was love. Thanks for having us too and bringing us together because now I got another music head friend. Absolutely. That I can talk shit with. Absolutely. To pretend to listen to because I'm not consistent, (laughs) but I'm tuning in anyway, being honest. I'm with it. I'm with it. I love it. This has been amazing, guys. Thank you all. Peace and love, y'all. All All right. That's a bet. All right, y'all.